Bible. Thanks for joining me this week on Few Minutes of Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Toha, and you're listening to the second episode. Today's topic is so special that there was a last-minute script change. I bet all of you are curious now. Let's discover it. Last Wednesday was the International Day of the Elimination of Violence Against Women. This is so cool, right? As a jurist, I absolutely know that there are plenty of national, international laws prohibiting these acts. But unfortunately, the statistics provided by the World Health Organization are totally frustrating. Around the world, at least one woman in three will be suffering from violence by an intimate partner. That's almost 700 million women, and less than 40% seek help. Indeed, some women had never told anybody about the violence they are or were experiencing. Can you imagine that? We're about to enter 2021 and we are still struggling against many pandemics. One of them is violence against women. And just like different strains of a virus, there are different forms of violence against women, including child marriage, domestic violence, and more. When we break down the sentence violence against women, we find a lot of keywords, right? I don't know about you, but for me the main keyword is violence. And violence can result in physical, sexual, or psychological harm or suffering. We are actually talking about a serious violation of a person's human rights. And if we want to see change in the world, if we want to cure this disease, we should start changing ourselves and habits. Because change starts with us. Some of you will tell me, what are you talking about? We don't have the power to change this situation. We are just particulars. We can't have an impact on the world. Well, trust me, you can. Before even reading some books and articles or watching videos, I've always said that violence against women is one of the negative consequences of lack of education. Today, I want to put the light on this notion and its role in solving a lot of problems in the world. As I said in the previous episode, self-love influences every aspect of your life, such as the way you treat others and the way you raise your children. And by the way, those who are listening to the podcast for the first time, please make sure to check the first episode so you can understand what I'm talking about. When you learn how to love yourself, you automatically start unlearning some inherited behaviors by educating yourself. And of course, I'm talking about the main three types of education. The formal, the informal, and the non-formal. Thanks to the formal education, a person can learn basic, academic, or trade skills at school or at university. Informal education may be a parent teaching a child how to do something. For example, 
teaching the child some basics or learning a new thing we don't teach at school. And then, there is the non-formal education. In this case, someone who is not in school can learn literacy or their basic skills or job skills. Today, I want to focus on the informal education. Why? Because some things are not taught in school, or they are taught but they need to be constantly discussed at home with parents. In order to get my point across, let me give you an example. You decided to get married. That's great. Congratulations. Few years later, you as a couple decide to have a baby. Perfect. You as a normal couple enter a new phase, so you start seeking pregnancy-related information. You start googling things, asking some relatives, asking your doctor, reading books, articles, etc. This is amazing, you are on the right path. Everything is going well. Few months later, you start preparing for delivery. So you start again reading books, articles, preparing your clothes, your baby's clothes and everything you need for the hospital. Perfect. Now, the problem is here. When the baby is born. In this case, we find two categories of parents. The first ones keep reading books, articles, asking professionals and seeking information related to healthy education. The second ones totally forget about what I just mentioned. They think that their mission is delivering the baby. Full stop. No, it doesn't work like that. You decided to have children, so you gotta educate them. And I'm talking about both genders, because in education, we don't find gender inequality. In education, we don't say girls are better than boys or vice versa. In education, everyone is equal. Both genders should understand human rights and should know their responsibilities under international and national human rights laws. Last time, I was talking about this topic with a group of people and one of them told me literally we still have this problem in the world because some women are still not independent. Okay, listen. Whether you decided to build your empire outside the house or at your house, you are still a human being with human rights. A woman, as a human being, has the right to be whatever she wants to be. The first woman is dedicating her life to her job and career and the other one is dedicating her life to her children. It's a matter of priorities and choices. And just because I have a different priority than yours doesn't mean I'm better than you, or vice versa. This kind of judgment is invalid in this case because I repeat it once again. Both are human beings with rights that need to be respected. And by the way, home is normally a place where individuals seek love, safety, insecurity. For some women, this place is destroying their lives because it breeds some of the most drastic forms of violence perpetrated against girls and women. I know many women who lay terrified at night because of their drunk husbands, or they can't sleep because of the pain caused by different forms of violence, 
or even because they can't talk about their experience nor seek help. Why? Because they are going to be judged. Do you understand now why I consider violence against women a disease? In some countries, we still find other forms of violence, such as child marriage, normalized use of violence within the family to address conflicts, and low levels of awareness. There are protective factors that can reduce women and girls' risk of violence, including restriction on use of alcohol, explaining human rights, etc. But, as I said before, we may post a lot of quotes, we may pass better laws that protect women from discrimination and violence, including rape, beatings, verbal abuse, but if we don't change ourselves and habits, and if we don't educate ourselves and children, then this virus would still exist in our societies. To sum up, and in order to cure this disease as a particular, I suggest that you acknowledge the inherited behaviors, educate yourself, educate your children, never judge a person who's experiencing these awful acts, and put yourself in the position of every woman who finally decided to talk about her experience to someone, and that someone is you. Because when you do that, you will advise her in a healthy way. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram or on the other platforms. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.